What's up, gamers? I'm Tori Dominguez. And I'm Noah Hertz. And welcome to Press Start. It's the only gaming podcast with no preservatives, no added sugars, and 100% grade A gaming podcast. Exciting day for recording. Welcome back as usual, Tori. Joining us, we've got two special guests. They're a couple of pop culture fans who specialize in everything from anime to k-dramas and especially video games it's the resident gamers from the commented podcast nia hello hello and Corey. hello welcome to the show you guys we have some questions we wanted to ask you like on typical episodes of commented like you and your co-host talk about like you guys will go in depth about like a given movie a k-drama video game uh, how did your podcast get started? How do y'all know each other? So we all went to the same university, Georgia State University. Um, mm-hmm. And we actually met in the K-pop club at our school. I remember when I met Nia exactly, like we were sitting in the same area and she just turned around. And I just started talking to her and that's how we became friends. And then I became friends with the other two hosts, Marin. She lived in the same dorm building as me. So we just started talking. And then Tori was also in the K-pop club. So I just started talking to her. Like we, have a t- we have a host named Tori as well. Um, yeah. And so one day after a club meeting, what happened? We were all talking. We we're like, do you guys watch K-dramas or something? And then we decided <laughs> to hang out in like the lobby TV area of our dorm. And we just brought snacks everybody brought something and ever since then we were friends that's so cute that's and so then- wholesome at first like there was a big group like we had like 10 people in this initial like k-drama watching group but over time we realized it was just the four of us talking <laughs> on the group chat <laughs> like no one else was talking yeah. and then after a while we were just kind of like do y'all want to make a separate group chat <laughs> I can no so what this is exactly what happened there was a bts had some kind of comeback I don't remember what song it was but there were two other girls in the chat with us and they started arguing and so four of us made a separate chat and we're like do you guys want to just like these people (laughs) like we're not about that life to be arguing over that kind of stuff but yeah we were friends ever since then and then my senior year Tori was doing her master's program Nia had already graduated, so it was just me and Marin because we were, yeah, we were in our senior year. We are both the same age, 24, and Tori came to the table one day in the library, and she was like, you guys want to start a podcast? And we were like, okay, <laughs> like, sure. <laughs> we were going to start a podcast, but then she literally, like, wrote out a plan. She made, like, an Amazon wish list, and we were like, oh, we're going to actually make a podcast, and so we got all of this stuff. We went to Tori's house. We recorded our first episode, and then the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And so then uh, yeah. we went virtual. We've only had one episode. But yeah, I'm kind of impressed. Like in person. Damn. Wow. In per that's crazy. Yeah. I'm kind of impressed though. I feel like the friend who says, let's start a podcast is rarely the friend who like actually does the carry through yeah. and like yeah. sets everything up. Or or if they are, they'll be like, let's start a podcast. Everyone else is like, fuck no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, the fact that she managed to get you like on board is like um all three other people on board is like a miracle in itself. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's because she already had like a set plan because people tell me they want to do stuff. I'm like, okay, sure, we-, we will do that. But like, let's see if you actually follow through. But she had like, like, I want this and this. We're going to have an episode about this. And we're like, oh, okay. So since you already have this planned out, like, why not? We could just have a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So on, on your guys' show, you guys are like the main gamers of your show and I, I every now and then you'll do separate episodes of just the two of you talking about video games how how similar are your guys tastes in video games like what what is it like when it's just the two of you talking games mm-hmm. i feel like our tastes are there's overlap definitely um we play a lot of sim- the same mm-hmm. games um and then there are some games that we just like we're different on um i say that we we have a lot of similar opinions on certain genres of games mm-hmm. too. Like, I think we both lean towards like JRPGs, like Corey loves Final Fantasy. I love Kingdom Hearts. Um, I remember trying to be like, Corey, play Kingdom Hearts. And That's she's valid. like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> this is like, this game is something. <laughs> I tried, I tried to play. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
to be fair, Kingdom Hearts is not what I would start like a person who's not into JRPGs on. Like it's so confusing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like I, I've been playing since I was like five and I still can't tell you what the what the story's about. Like it's, yeah. it's not yeah. easy. But um yeah, we both play Sims. Like there's certain theories that we both definitely overlap on for sure. Mm-hmm. Nice. So like how did you guys get into gaming? Was has it been like a life like well, you just said you've been playing Kingdom Hearts since you were five, but like how did it start for you? Both so, of you. For me, my entire family plays video games. Like there's literally a picture of me when I was like two having like a PS1 Aww. and like playing Mortal Kombat. So like because of the people around me were playing video games, I started playing video games as well. So that's basically how I got into it. And for me, my cousins, um, they were much older than me. Like they were about at least my the youngest cousin is about six years older and the other one was about eight or nine years older. And so I was like a child going over to their house and they would always have a PS2 and the GameCube right there. Um, and so what a great era. But anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to go on a tangent, but um, like they would play a lot of like the PS2 era games like Kingdom Hearts, for example, or like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater or XSX Tricky. And I'd be like, mm. what is this? What is this magical world that they're that they're in, in, engaging in? And um, honestly, the first, I think age wise, I was about five or four but i played mostly computer games at home but Mm. console games with my cousins Hmm. yeah i was gonna ask like what what kinds of games were the things that got you into them like i or like if your families were playing games what was the kind of stuff they were playing because like i always get a kick out of the fact when we talk about playing games with like families when we were kids tori always says that her parents or your mom specifically is really into resident evil right Oh, yeah, nice. my mom likes horror games, which is like really interesting. <laughs> wow. I don't. I'm like way too scared. Same, so, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's really into that. She's really into like that PS One era of like Silent Hill, Fatal Frame. Mm-hmm. That's some really Fatal Frame is some really scary shit. Like I, I can't hang. Yeah, um, I love watching yeah. people play those things, but I could never like pick it up because I probably would not be able to finish the game at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's super cool but yeah but what what was the stuff that like your families introduced you to that got you playing so even though i probably should not have been playing this like my family had like more combat i think it was deadly alliance (laughs) or the one before that and like i would literally just be there playing that um my mom really liked rayman so she would play those games in front of me a lot and then my grandpa like Jack and Daxter. He was like a real Sony guy. So all like the little <laughs> Sony exclusives, I played all those and I watched them play those. So th- those are the kind of games that we all play together. I can't wait to be a grandpa and have my grandkids describe me this as is a the Sony first... guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first instance I've heard of a gamer grandparent. That's amazing. Yeah. That, go- that goes really hard. Right. I love that. Yeah, that goes incredibly hard. Besides my cousins, I can't remember. My memory's kind of fuzzy. I feel like I might have played with them first and then I was like maybe I should start playing games or it might have been I don't know which order it came in but I played a lot of like like the early educational games as a kid mm-hmm. too, oh, like, like jumpstart series and ju- yeah. yes all those stuff that you get in cereal boxes I was very much yeah. in that too <laughs> yeah those are some real ones I know the switch recently got like putt putt and like freddy oh. fish um, oh my god <laughs> Yeah, nostalgia only real ones remember putt-putt oh my god right shout out to putt-putt <laughs> yeah so since you guys review or like talk about like video games and k-dramas and movies it's for all like very different forms of like media and storytelling are there any like common threads like if you like final fantasy do you also like fantasy like movies or are those things very like different across all media for you i don't even i like a variety of different things i don't even know if they're all connected because like when it comes to like movies i watch i well final fantasy is an action series so i do like action movies a lot so Mm -hmm. that might be like a connection there and then with anime too like i watch like a lot of shonen anime so that probably is like the connection there like the action oriented stuff but as far as like if it's like fantasy or like realism, I don't even like I'll watch anything basically. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I think well, I love like historical fantasy and mm-hmm. just more historical based stuff. Um, 
and also love a good like Disney angle like very sort of has that youthful energy I guess or something that reminds me of my childhood so um I tend to go for the historical fantasy lanes, even in watching anime. Like, I'll be like, Corey, I found this very obscure. <laughs> like, and you'll be like, Nia, is that, is that an isekai? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, oh, because it, it has a long name. And I'm like, oh, okay. But the, the female-led isekais are it. It's always like, yeah. uh-oh, I found myself transported to another <laughs> world. And now my, yes. now my best friend is a wizard. And then Literally, it has like, yeah. yeah, that's the whole name of the show. <laughs> like <laughs> literally um and then what else i do like um fantasy films somewhat i feel like more so in the k-drama side historicals are like my bread and butter like mm-hmm. love those historicals are it so yeah i was actually gonna ask um so i've never watched a k-drama the only like korean series ever i've ever watched was squid game mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. So like I like true crime. I like those types of stories. Are there any K dramas you would recommend? You should watch Ooh. Save Me for sure. There's one. It's like about a cult. Yeah. That that one's really good. It's very oh, very I love good. Cults. That is good. I love <laughs> yeah. a cult. So Save right. Me, There's and then so what's the one with the guy? Ooh. I don't tunnel. <laughs> Tunnel's another good one. Tunnel. Listen, tunnel. Okay, there's like a top five. Okay, tunnel signal. Um. Life on Mars is great. It's a it's a time travel crime drama. Oh, it's Ooh, so that sounds oh, awesome. Like it's so like top tier. That's on my list. Um, then there's oh I forgot the name of this. The, Tori and Marin love the one with Bay Donna in it. Oh, hold is on, it Stranger. I, yeah, it it's Stranger. It's Stranger. It's Stranger. Yeah, it's Stranger. That's a good one too. Um, there's so many. There's so many. Voice. Crime. Voice is great. <laughs> voice is great. Tori, you're writing this down. That's amazing. <laughs> you're gonna get sucked into it. Love to see it. You know what's funny? Um, the biggest K drama consumer in my life is my grandma, who is oh, like a seventy oh, nice. a seventy five year old Cuban lady who puts the subtitles on in Spanish but watches K dramas. I think it's because she likes oh. like those telenovelas, like the ones yeah. with, like, mm-hmm. Spanish channels, and she watches those like romance K dramas. That's what I'm yeah. on. I'm on that same grind. Yeah. You're on that romance yeah. drama. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. love that. Yeah. Man. We're watching Forecasting Love and Weather, which is about mm-hmm. a, oh, a woman nice. who works at like the National Weather Agency, and she's presumably going to fall in love with like a young forecaster. And it's a, uh, it's it's very funny mm-hmm. because we've only watched like two or three, but it's like a. There's like a very similar romantic structure. It's like an American rom com, you know. There's yeah. like a very similar set <laughs> of archetypal characters and like archetypal plot lines. So with these, it's very similar too, but just like extrapolated out into like the most bizarre circumstances. Like, yeah, I, we were looking through them on <laughs> Netflix, and it was like, uh oh, all these people work in a hospital together. Okay, these people work I in know the what weather agency. K-drama you're talking about with the hospital. <laughs> hospital playlist yeah. i've heard it's good i've heard it's yeah. good i have not watched it but it I've is good. good yeah I'm, as long as you don't get to the cringy 2007 to 2010 romance ones you're good you oh, can interesting. skip boys over flowers do not watch oh, boys over flowers it's not yeah not worth your the time. visceral reaction when that name <laughs> gets said out loud that's interesting so like the quality of them has like gone up over the yeah. years oh because- exponentially rom- wow. especially on the ro- romance side like when I look back at what I used to be like fangirling over back in the day and I'm like oh he's toxic oh he's manipulative like it's it's very oh, it's no. not healthy at all <laughs> but I'm so happy that like those but also those were based off of really really old like manga and like stuff oh, okay. that was so it's like now it feels like we're, we're moving forward things are changing for the better mm-hmm. <laughs> um what was I watching in I was just watching like Doctor Who in mm-hmm. 2014. Yeah, I was, like, say, I, was watch- I was watching Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch. Let's go. Oh, yeah. come through. Oh, yeah, I think I was probably watching like just Game of Thrones. I think I was very into Game of Thrones. That's valid. Mm-hmm. That's that time. That's the Game <laughs> well, of Thrones at its peak, though. That was yeah. like, yeah, mm-hmm. to be fair. I forget Game of Thrones is that old. If you said you were really into Game of Thrones now, I'd be like, right, no, that's, after- a, that's a choice. <laughs> <laughs> after the last season like me and tori was in the game of thrones too we kind of just like 
okay no no more of yeah. this you don't like it anymore <laughs> yeah well i think back to 2014 i was 16 years old so yeah it was it was bbc sherlock mm-hmm. it nice. was adventure time it was attack on titan season oh, one yeah. oh yeah oh, wow when we yeah. i remember when we did our attack on titan episode like realizing that like that first season came out when i was like a junior in high school and then the second season didn't come to my second semester of my freshman year of college it was just like yeah. wow it took so long <laughs> yeah yeah that show really went off the rails you, you guys have started talking about like college and post-college a little bit out of curiosity like one thing we talk candidly about in our show is about how the two of us like write for a living but we don't mm-hmm. write about video games like we we don't engage with video games on a professional level for our day jobs for the for the most part i guess and you guys both have like very non-writing jobs like you guys mm-hmm. are you guys are kind of in your own little things like do do you find that your professional careers like interact with your video game interests at all like do you do you find yourself using OCR software and like thinking about video games at all like (laughs) how does that work for you guys or does it work at all I will say Mm. like there's not really like much crossover except for like finding out my boss like uses discord and I was just like what um, (laughs) like when Fire Emblem Three Hopes came out there was like a long period of time where I would be at work like entering data I'm like oh I want to go home and play this my switch so bad like I wish I would have brought it with me or something uh, luckily a lot of my coworkers are gamers so I remember when I first nice. started my job we would just be talking about like oh what do you think about this game or like we would sort of keep up a little bit about like gaming news at the time um but I I don't think in my like besides thinking more about accessibility angles through gaming like my job has definitely opened my eyes to thinking about gaming accessibility in a way that I never even thought about it beforehand um so I think that's definitely changed my perspective on what these gaming companies should do better um so yeah Mm -hmm. that's really cool I was recently listening to uh one of the more recent gaming episodes you guys did like a straight gaming news one uh Mm -hmm. y'all did and you guys were talking about like a lot of these life sim games coming out like Harvestella Mm mm-hmm I love that you mm-hmm. always mention Harvestella. That's like the first one that comes to mind. Listen, listen. I, I know right? what's coming out, okay? But I like how you used this phrase that was like the animal crossingification. Oh, <laughs> we're talking about Elden Ring? Yeah. Like, yeah. Elden Ring is just animal crossing or like Zelda or something. Yeah. 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 I think y'all were talking about like... um. How, like since the pandemic like life sim games like animal crossing have gone like a lot more popular and are just like mm-hmm. really like a big part of gaming now and i was wondering about that because i was like i was going an errand today when i was listening to that episode and i was just thinking like that genre has like a lot of creativity in it mm-hmm. but at the same time it's very like the same like all harvesting yeah. games like a very similar backbone there might be a couple features here and there that are like different but i just wonder like what keeps you coming back to that or being interested in that genre? Do you ever get bored of that? Mm. Mm. I think it's honestly me chasing this dream that I'll get a Sims-like life sim that's just like slightly different one mm. of these days. Like I feel like Animal Crossing, it scratches an itch, but it doesn't give me the same level of satisfaction I get from playing in The Sims. But also mm. The Sims doesn't give me that realm of possibility of like, if they would just give it a little more GTA, but also not, but also a little more Saints Row, but not. Like, I'm thinking, like, I want someone to take the life sim genre. I want them to give me that coziness. But at the same time, I'm like, I want to, like, I like the farming. I like Mm -hmm. the gardening. It's fun. But I want that next level of, like, I never thought this could happen in a life sim. So I keep trying all of them, thinking, like, maybe this is it. (laughs) Maybe Mm -hmm. this is it. And I still enjoy like all of the ones in the process. Like I feel like the life sim genre has me in chokehold, low key. But like, I'm still waiting for that next logical step. I hope that other life sims aren't just saying Stardew Valley, yes, Animal yeah. Crossing, yes. Like, and that's it. You know, if that makes so, sense. So like, the game that would be perfect for you would be like if somebody could mod a GTA role playing server with like farming. Yeah. 
oh yeah listen and then like add more like the day-to-day the day-to-day like choresiness things yeah. of it like i want like because i don't because the sims sometimes it makes me a little annoyed because they want to they're actually making it more child like in a way yeah. more like they're making oh, it more e for everyone which i think that's fine but i miss the quirkiness of the sims where like avril Levine can just pop up and then it'd be like like it would just be chaos in the early sims games um mm-hmm. and i feel like they're i want them to take more risks and do more things for uh i don't know just make it a little more developed in a way and yeah. outside of the ways that are just typical you know fishing which i like hey i'm gonna fish if you give me animal crossing or stardew i'm gonna fish yeah. but <laughs> like i would love to see like the the disney one intrigues me because i feel like it's going to be more of a social experience yeah um and just hanging out with characters which i think sounds fun but um and also for those who don't know paralives i'm i'm uh, i'm yeah. riding on paralives like in my deepest heart of hearts well, i'm hoping paralives can Oh, that's supposed to be okay. the sims killer like the best the next best <laughs> thing and i've been following it for it like is. years and i think they're like almost towards the final stages of development but it's like a one person yeah. thing almost like this guy this oh, person wow. is working on it on their own it looks good but we'll have to see when it comes out i know and yeah. a lot of the sims community is like oh don't buy into it it's a scam well a minority of the sims community thinks that sims is a scam sims <laughs> is a scam like it's not <laughs> like um yeah uh but i'm just like paralyzed like it's i'm excited for it like i'm just huh. excited for where the life sim genre goes you mentioned you're liking jrpgs and life sims life sims um <laughs> have you played any of the rune factory games at all because i feel like that would be both of those interests combined mm, i haven't played it but i definitely it's on my list i have a list of like games i'm going to eventually get to and rune factories on there so okay. it's on my there's, radar there's a sure. few of them on switch yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i've seen mm-hmm. them before nice. four yeah. and five yeah just Definitely. wondering yeah i those games are great mm-hmm. i had one for the wii like 10 years ago and i was obsessed oh with it. nice so nice nice building off of what like mia said like with the sims in particular that is the main thing i think of when you ask like oh do we ever get bored of those kind of games because sims mm-hmm. 4 specifically we i think we said this in one of our episodes we were ranting like in the sims 4 nothing bad ever actually happens to your characters like if you just play base game there's no real negativeness which is why she was yeah. saying like add some gta in there like like let my sim get robbed like i need something like, like negative like. To happen. but yeah so when it comes to like the sim specifically like i got bored of that series after a couple of years but all the other life sim games i've played i haven't got bored of them like i will i will stop playing them for a few months but i always come back sims i can i can't get back into it but like animal crossing I stopped playing for like two months and then I like have this urge to play and I fix my island up or like there's another life sim called my time at Portia. I stopped playing yeah. that for a little bit and I came back to it. Like I usually come back to the games. I don't know why they don't get boring to me, but I just like the mundaneness is kind of like relaxing after work. <laughs> so that yeah. might be why. I kind of admire that because of those types of games, I get obsessed with them for about a month and a half and I drop it. And, yeah like, never play it again yeah like that's how i was animal crossing i was obsessed with it like during lockdown yeah and then i dropped it people. didn't play it back didn't play it again until i did that massive free update yeah back right. last fall and then i went hard on that for like three weeks and then was like okay i'm done forever <laughs> yeah. like i just can't it's not consistent so people are like oh yeah I've been, right like consistently or like on and off playing animal crossing for two years I'm like, Wow, I wish, I, I wish I could be you. Yeah, I think people who are like <laughs> yeah. that too, who like, because I don't think I'll play Animal Crossing for like two or three years. I might <laughs> stop playing altogether one day, but people who are like that usually have like some kind of goal in mind for their island. Like they want to build like yeah. Tokyo and whatnot. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to do that. I just like playing the game. <laughs> but Yeah. Right. So we ask all of our guests this when we bring people in the show. It's not easy, but... What do we tell people? Is it three favorite games, Tori, or five? Like, give us. We should say top five. Yeah. Yeah. Give us, if you can, give us like your top five video games. 
this is always fun and interesting because you know we get some overlap <laughs> with our guests and then some like totally out of left field things so like series or like just a game specifically <laughs> i would say what's our do we usually just say a game specifically but like specifically because remember yeah. like when i said mine i said That's persona true. 4 and persona 5 yeah i think mm. you had like two zeldas on there too yeah, I was like the whole Persona <laughs> series. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, okay. In no particular order, Final Fantasy VII. Classic. Yakuza Zero. Ooh. Um, Tekken Four. Whoa. Okay. There's like Detroit Become Human, and then Interesting. Jack and Dexter Two. I would say. Man, Jack Two was good. That was a good <laughs> yeah. Game. Yeah. I've been replaying them recently. Final Fantasy VII, the original or the remake? I'm going to say remake. I'm going to say remake. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Bold. Yeah. I would say, like, the original, but the remake, the graphics are just too good for me to just, yeah. like, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you got to you gotta juggle the full story or, like, full fidelity hot cloud. Like, exactly. And Sephiroth. I need to see yeah. him in, like, HD. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into man. I I've been trying to get into the the Yakuza series. I picked up Yakuza Zero. I um I was listening to the a recent episode from a, another video game podcast. I yeah. listened to uh, Into the Aether, and they were talking. One of the hosts there was talking about how he had picked up and also bounced off Yakuza Zero. And mm-hmm. I I've been waiting for somebody to say that they had also bounced off of it. And one of the things he said was that um he started playing Kiwami, the the remake of the first one, right? Yeah. And yeah. He was saying that he found that almost to be a better entry point into the series because it had like less less reverence for these characters, which I definitely felt like I played I played like three, four hours of zero and I really liked the vibe, but it it kind of felt like I was mm-hmm. supposed to know more about these characters already. Like they were showing yeah. me they were showing Kiryu doing this stuff and I'm like, he seems like a nice guy, but I'm like, do am I supposed to love him already? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once you get like more into the game because that game can get very long with all mm-hmm. like the side activities you can do you can do once you get like i would say like 10 hours in you will start to see like why you're supposed to like him or whatever for yeah. me kawami i i genuinely don't like that game because i went from oh, wow. zero to kawami and like <laughs> the gameplay is like like yakuza zero is like genuinely fun to me but all like the size of like the karaoke you can go to the club and like <laughs> dance and all the other stuff but Kiwami, like they take a lot of that stuff out of the game so yeah. like while the story is still like good i feel like it's like a you're missing out from all the other stuff that was in zero that's tough too yeah. it's hard to it's hard to go back when they like give you a bunch of features in a yeah. PS4 game, and then you're going back to a remade ps2 game like that's that's that exactly tough is okay so i watched my brother and jesse my fiance play one of the yakuza games was it the one where you're a guy who like goes to prison and then you get out like 20 years later yeah that that's like one of the main games i believe i don't remember which number though that one it's like turn-based it's really funny oh seven seven that's like the newest one situations where like for example you gotta do like a favor for like a group of guys who all have like a baby diaper fetish <laughs> yeah. and, like, gotta, gotta get them their baby bottles it's a lot of like weird anime situations yeah and yeah i was like what is this game yeah but the, the that... turn-based one like a dragon is uh it's one of the free playstation plus games this month okay and i, yes. I downloaded it and i was like don't know anything about this but i hear it's turn-based and good i want to try it so, that's yeah. the one people keep recommending to me like oh you, you like persona like ah. you would like yakuza like a dragon this turn-based and there's like these wacky again like what i can only describe as anime situations mm-hmm. yeah like all the yeah. stories in yakuza are very strange like in zero there's like there's like a dominatrix that you have to teach how to be like more like aggressive <laughs> and then there's like a cult mission like it's very very strange i love that yeah, definitely sounds right up my alley. Um, Nia, we'll we'll games? shut up. Yeah, we got to hear your games. <laughs> okay, this was this. I even trying to think about this was incredibly difficult, y'all. I I might have to like give a slash this and that because <laughs> we'll, we'll let we'll let it happen. Okay. We'll let it happen. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Number one of all time, I have to pick Kingdom Hearts one. Okay. Wow, I was gonna nice. put Birth by Sleep, 
because birth by sleep is a game listen it's a good you game. Didn't, it's a it's a psb like they didn't have to go that hard it's like they didn't need to like it's a spinoff they didn't have to make it that good but they did they did it for me um <laughs> so i could say kingdom hearts one slash birth by sleep okay um kingdom hearts one just because i feel like that game is just nostalgia childhood mm-hmm. happiness like everything good in the world wrapped up into one game um it was yeah. also just like unlike anything you know like any like and then when you try to explain it to people i, I like they'll be like what's that game about um so disney characters are with do you know final fantasy and then if they don't and you're like ah you know anime characters um yeah, yeah. and then there's mickey who's the king and then yin sid which is disney backwards and like or and then like a zimnus and xehanort and then you say all these names and you're just like yeah ah but it's perfect. I love that game. It makes zero sense. They're where are their parents. Like where are the where are the That's parents? The first... me... So I literally got the Kingdom Hearts collection on PlayStation because it was like ten dollars one day. I got that too. Yeah, it's usually ninety. And so I started playing Kingdom Hearts one. And when he got transferred to the other island, I was just like, where are all of you guys' parents at? <laughs> that this doesn't make any sense to me. There's nobody looking. Right? For you yeah, they they straight up just live on an island with like Titus from Final Fantasy X. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like what? Right? <laughs> oh, it's perfect. Just and then the story gets more confusing as you go along. You don't mm-hmm. when nobody's get introduced, I'm like, oh, they're just throwing things at the wall. Okay, yeah. but that's fine. I love to see it. Kingdom Hearts one birth by sleep. Okay, Sims two. Specifically, too, I feel like The Sims and EA as a company peaked in 2004, and specifically with The Sims 2, because I feel like they were trying to prove that they could make a sequel that was as good as The Sims 1, and so they had to, like, spend all their money and get all their, put all their cards into, like, we have to make this good, we're making it 3D, like, it felt like I wasn't born in in that time, but, like, when people talk about the jump from, like, 16-bit gaming to, like, the Nintendo 64. That's how yeah. I felt when I saw The Sims 2. I was like, you're telling me they look like people? <laughs> They're not sprites on a screen? Like it was it was incredible to my childhood mind. And it aged so well. The Sims 2 still plays great today if you can get it working on your PC. Um, like the details, the the story, the lore, oh, just Chef's Kiss, Strange Town, iconic. Like I feel like that they Sims 3. It's great, Sims 4, but I mean, it's a great building. It's a great house building simulator. That's yeah, a great okay. cast house building simulator. But Sims 2 is where like the gameplay is. Okay, three, this was this, I had to like sit with myself for You're a second. You're struggling over there, yeah. Because if I don't put Portal oh, yeah. 2, yeah. Oh. and I, I picked 2 because I had so much fun playing Portal 2. Like when you, I love how that game makes you feel like you are, you don't know anything that you're, you can't, you're just not smart. Like I really like, so here I am, what do I do? And then you are just like, should I look up a guide or should I sit here for three hours, try to figure this out? And you try to sit there and figure it out. It's, it was the best. Truly some of the most, like, chaotic multiplayer, too. Like, I have such fond memories right. of playing with friends and being like, oopsie, I killed yeah. you with a laser again. And shit. Like, <laughs> like it, was, it was so much fun. Yeah. It's, it's like, I want Valve. Do I like the Steam Deck? Yes. Do I want them to stop and make Portal 3? Absolutely. <laughs> I need Valve to just refocus their energy on a Portal 3. Um, but yes, Portal 3, Portal 2, definitely. And then 4. I, because I don't think I should put it there if I haven't finished the game. I feel like that's cheating. <laughs> oh, it's something, it's something you're like, playing right now? It's something I'm going to probably play forever until I, until I just am eventually just like, you know what? Let me restart it again. It's Breath of the Wild. I have not oh. finished this game. <laughs> okay, I, oh, I'm yeah. like, I'm 150 hours in, have not thought about beating Ganon at all. Wow. And I'm Damn. just, and I don't want to finish it. I want to just not <laughs> see that was me six months ago and I was like I need to finish this so I can play something yeah. else <laughs> you did yeah. see I kind of just like dragging it out because I, I don't want the world to stop being magical 
I'll definitely say that world, like, I didn't like the game at first, because I'm, like, mm. a very traditional Zelda fan, where it's, like, you're in nine dungeons, and that game yeah. is, like, four yeah. dungeons. But after a mm. while, I started to feel like that world was home. Like, it, mm -hmm. it, it's very yeah. welcoming. Yeah. Yeah. And it just feels so alive. Like, I want, like, I, I think about that world just in random times in my day. I'm like, huh, I wonder, like, I want to go to Kakariko Village right now. And I'm like... There's nothing else to do because I've done all the side quests and stuff, but it's just like in the space. I just love what they did with the with that map. Like it feels like a universe in its own. Mm -hmm. um, I love the fact that I can figure out how to defeat an enemy doing something super creative because I can't fight traditionally and I can't blurry rush to save my life. So I can just be like, you know what? Let me hide up here, drop some bombs, and then do some shock arrows and then I'm, I feel like oh I outsmarted the game but I didn't I just yeah. did it <laughs> the roundabout <laughs> way um yeah so eventually I have to put it on my list because I just love that world but I'm not going to probably finish it for a couple years because I'm going to savor it and love it um, well, I mean the sequel's supposed to come out next year so I think you gotta yeah maybe that should be your motivation mm -hmm. it should it should I, I'm definitely going to because the skies I'm gonna have so much fun paragliding all over um and number five <clears throat> okay this is this is I, I don't know if i should go the nostalgia angle or go like mm. hours spent because mm. mm. like for nostalgia purposes i'd say roller coaster tycoon yeah Ooh, i played yeah. that game and i played that game but i didn't <laughs> play all of like did i unlock more than three parks no yeah. I stayed on the first park as a it child, just that. doing the same thing over it wasn't about and that. over. It was about it was about right. overpricing your concessions and drowning the people who came to your, your theme park. That was what Period. that game was about. It's it's making sure that no one has umbrellas when it's raining. It's it's <laughs> like it's like, and I feel like that game just it's so like it's from that time. I mm -hmm. I know Planet Coaster exists and there are more modern versions, but I feel like that type of game of like. I would call those life sims, right? Like the yeah. tycoon. Yeah. Or tycoon. Yeah. The tycoon yeah. games. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My little sister and her her boyfriend. He she she wasn't really into video games when we were growing up because like she was my younger mm -hmm. sister and if it was if it was something her older brother was into it was cringe and lame. So like sure <laughs> sure I was playing Zoo Tycoon and Roller Coaster Tycoon, but like she was like ew no Noah likes it. But um, her and her boyfriend are playing Zoo Tycoon 2 on his computer right now. Ooh. And she's like, she's experiencing these tycoon games for the first time with like, with like brand new eyes. And I'm so jealous, you know, mm. like, I, I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure I wouldn't get as much fun out of like a Zoo Tycoon nowadays, even if it was the first time. Because <laughs> that was just like so magical as a kid with like with yeah. so many options in those games. But I, mm -hmm. I'm so jealous yeah. of like being able to experience that with totally fresh eyes. Oh yeah, and then just there's I, something about those management games when it's like you're this like you're not because to me it's a little different from Sims. Like it's about it's about like you're managing the 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 finances, you're managing mm -hmm. like the employees. It's like a very much like this is your thing. Like everything is this park is gonna fail because it's gonna see, succeed because of you. And it's it's I don't know. There's something about the micromanaging that's super fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely would put that in five, but but shout out to Team Fortress 2 because it was free and yeah. I would go online with my friends and that was how we, because I was like, do y'all want to play with me? And they were like, not really. And I'm <laughs> like, but if it's free and they're like, well, I guess. And then, so that was fun. Yeah. It was fun. What class did you play in Team Fortress 2? Oh, I was always a heavy. Always. Oh, wow. Because wow. medics, medics, I, medics stressed me out. Mm -hmm. I was like, I can't, I can't heal everybody. How, what do you want from me? Um, so a heavy was easy because I was just like, I'm just going to kill. <laughs> I'm just going to shoot all of the things in, that I see in front of me. Yeah. I played, uh, I bounced back and forth between medic because I tend to play support classes, like in, in your overwatches mm -hmm. and in that kind of stuff. I tend to play supports. Yeah. Uh, or I played spies because I was very bad at Ooh. playing a spy. But I always had this dream mm -hmm. of like, per, Tori, Corey, did either of you guys play Team of Fortress 2 when you guys were like, uh -uh. or anything? Mm -mm. The... No, but I remember getting ads for it like on the browser um, and being like, hmm. The, the spy mm -hmm. was like, 
a totally unique class in these kinds of games because he had an item where you could disguise yourself as like a character from the other team. So I could yeah. playing as the spy, you could make yourself appear like you were the enemy's pyro, but you couldn't use any of the pyro's abilities. And often it was a little suspicious, mm-hmm. like, hey, why is our pyro running back towards our base? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. But uh, right. but I, it was so fun if you managed to like actually like swindle somebody and then get behind people and then your your one item was a knife and you could stab people in the back and it was like practically an yeah. insta kill. So it was like was if you managed turn-based? to pull it off. No, it was just it was an arena a... style shooter. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's first person too. Yeah. And I, I don't know I, like I feel like that was how many years ago? Probably about because Team Fortress 2 is still like active now. The server is, is still yeah. a thing. Yeah. Um I feel like it got really popular in like 2010, 12. That sounds right. I'm yeah, not that sure. sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. I but it's it's like people were modding their characters. Like I people poured thousands of dollars into that game. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Wow. That's that's a good <laughs> list. Yeah, I would really. say. Yeah, Yay. I don't think there's any major crossover, but like Final Fantasy Seven, um, Kingdom Hearts, uh, mm-hmm. Yakuza Zero. Those are some heavy hitters for sure, mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. What is this? Is a game? Sorry, this is a question we ask some people sometimes that I'm very interested in. What is one game or like type of game that is really popular or well lo- or well loved, but like you just couldn't get into it? Like for for my example, like I just can't get into shooters. Like people love Call of Duty or like Same. Battle Royales, like Fortnite, and I'm like, I can't do it. I'm mm. like literally the same. I can't do Call of Duty, Apex, any of that. Like my brother tried. I played Call of Duty World at War with him, and I think this was like in 2008. That was the last time I've ever yeah. played like a Call of Duty game. It's too much going on on the screen for me. People are shooting at me. I'm panicking. There's <laughs> yelling. Like I don't know how to function with those kind of games. Mm. You know what's funny? I actually played a lot of shooters when I was younger because because I, w- I had a Steam account and a lot of there was a few free to play stuff. Mm-hmm. And and what's crazy is that like I used to not get dizzy, but as I got older, like playing first person games made me started making me dizzy. Um, when I was younger, I I didn't really have that problem. Um, but like, I don't think I'd be able to play portal now and be like able to handle all of the cameraness of it all. But, um, I, I tried playing the main reason why I stopped playing shooters is because of racism (laughs) completely in the, the, that's fair. Listen, there's some fucked up things Yeah, being online while playing chs2 and like having my i would always have my mic off because i didn't want i don't talk to me and then because yeah. if i'd say something they'd be like here comes the well they wouldn't do it at me it's just like there was just general racism in the room and yeah. i didn't and i didn't want it um yeah but game horror games for sure i couldn't even oh, play through bioshock because yeah. i qu- i quite literally I, I played five minutes had like a mini jump scare and i, I said i'm done here that's it i'm sorry <laughs> I know y'all gave this 10 out of 10s, but I can't, I can't, I can't. See, I would have said horror games, but I like, I love watching people play them. And like the stories mm-hmm. are so interesting because I like spooky stuff, but I just like, it scares me too much. Like I saw somebody play Resident Evil 2 remake or I think, or the one where they went to the house in Louisiana mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. I can't remember what it was Is called. Is that the but... first person one? That might be seven. I think it might have been seven. Mm, it was like yeah. one of the more newer ones. And like there was something that happened that like disgusted me for like an entire month where I oh just like, I'll be at work and I was like, oh my God, like I can't believe I saw that happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I get yeah. that. I can watch other people play it. Like, for example, like I watched people play Resident Evil Village, that new yeah. one. Which like, granted, that mm-hmm. new one wasn't really that scary. It wasn't. But I yeah. think it's when you watch people play it you're not really watching the game you're watching their reaction i think yes yeah, i do so like i see them wandering through a creepy corridor i'm like looking at the streamer's face being like are they gonna scream are they gonna jump and sometimes <laughs> yeah. i'll like miss the actual jump scare in the game because i'm like focused on their reaction which doesn't make mm. it scary it makes it like funny like, funny <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah. i'm like oh they're gonna freak out yeah definitely different <laughs> when you're in it though I'm I'm curious, mm-hmm. Nia, you, you mentioned it, and if you guys don't want to get into this, by all means, let me know. Like, you guys, since you are, you're in your mid-late 20s, like, 
Mm-hmm. That was like mm-hmm. peak when you logged on into a video game lobby. It was just like nonstop the worst racial slurs you've ever heard in your entire life. And like I I heard a lot of that and I'm a white individual. Like <laughs> so, and I and I yeah. sound like I'm a fucking sour cream too. Like I mean, what was it like you guys coming up and trying to get into these kinds of games and just like were you met with a lot of that? Did it did it turn you off from gaming? Were there periods that like, I don't know, what was that like? Um, so for me, we all grew up in that era of like internet safety. And so ah, my parents, I, I just never played online with anyone that's really true. like the most mm-hmm. I played online Those were the was days, like, honestly. Yeah, like people share <laughs> way too much now. But um <laughs> the most I played online was like MSN chess, like like the little chat room chess or whatever. <laughs> But like, um, like as far as like Call of Duty and whatnot, I personally never experienced that stuff. But I mm-hmm. did hear about it, like yeah. from my brothers and stuff. And so I just can't even imagine like being in that kind of space. What about you, Nia? Um. Okay. So every time I would play online, I would never talk. Mm-hmm. That that was partially like just me not wanting to speak to strangers. Um. And I also would have like the one thing about Steam, I think it has a feature where it can let you only talk to people in your party or in mm-hmm. like your group. So me and my friends would just be talking. Um, so a lot of stuff I would hear is like people hurling slurs at other people in the room. And I also would keep my profile like ambiguous. So I wouldn't put like, I don't think I had like a Kingdom Hearts logo. So no one, I was like, like there was no way that I wouldn't put my picture on there. But it, most of the time it was like, luckily nothing said directly to me, but it was mm-hmm. like around me. Yeah. Like I would mm-hmm. be in rooms and people would just start saying like slurs and I'm like, Ugh. and I'd be like my friends. I'd be like, y'all, can we leave? Yeah. Like I just, I didn't want to be a part of that. Um, And so the main thing for me was that I never, I didn't play a lot of online games by myself. I wouldn't just jump in. I'd be like, I would call my friends to come with me. Um, And so honestly, after a while, I was kind of just like, I'm not a fan of just the online gaming space. Yeah. If, especially if I'm just by myself, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I feel like I would do it again if I just, if all four of my friends, like of us, would just go on and like a, I don't know, a Smash Bros thing or like play Mario Kart together. That'd be fun. You can't even I speak on those. So. I don't, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> Nintendo, Nintendo said nope. No. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I, I don't think I would ever hop in like, a team fortress 2 lobby again yeah and I, it probably is better now that that but... was the that was the main reason i was curious just because like i know pc yeah. gaming especially around that era like the pc mm-hmm. shooters and tf2 and that stuff was just yeah. like just like a cesspool of like the worst <laughs> shit imaginable <laughs> like mm-hmm. it was it was yeah bad. yeah it still yeah. occasionally happens like my fiance plays apex and he doesn't get it like nearly as often as say like a call of duty lobby and like mm-hmm. 2006 but there was one time where he logged on to apex and it just like randomly gave you like a person to match with and it was like here is your partner for the apex championship and the it showed the username and it was like i hate jews 420 Classic. he was like man Classic. i turned on this game for five minutes and this shit happens to me he like oh, logged man. off and logged back on and got a different Christ. person and i was like it took three seconds for that just the yeah. username see but to pop yeah. up. the praxis way to handle that would have been to play the game but to like sabotage it so that he hurts his kd ratio like right that, that yeah. would have been the way to do it yeah yeah like, he like- was just like i can't <laughs> I like seeing now when like because there's still leftover like you said leftover stuff from that era but now like you see like when there's somebody being like misogynistic or something on like a shooting game the person who's playing who are there who's being attacked will like kill everybody on the other team like okay yeah. good for you like that was <laughs> yeah. a nice one yeah and also there were just so many kids back then like yeah you could tell I would hear I'm like y'all are 10 why are you here mm-hmm. Like I still get that. Like I know you have. I don't know about you, but yeah. You can still hear their parents in the background, like telling them to go do their homework <laughs> right? or something. Like, Sometimes I'll get online and I'll right. play Apex Legends and I'll queue up and somebody will have their mic on and I'm like, you can't. There's no way you're older than like eight. <laughs> like I, I got, a, I got on this round. One it's time. so weird that happens. You're it, like, it, hey, what's up? They're like, hi, and you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. I played a game at Apex recently and um, I had like. I have like the badges you can stick on your thing and I have like the pride month one and then there's like mm-hmm. a couple because like just like mm-hmm. logging in during pride month a few years ago you got like a 
like a pride flag badge that I had just like stuck on my thing. Uh-huh. I was playing it. I like start a game and I'm queuing up with my two teammates and I'm like, all right, time to play Apex. This was like six months ago. And I, I jump in and it's like a child's voice comes on the mic and is like, you gay? And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what year is it, dog? Like, like oh someone t- someone took this eight-year-old from like 2011 and blasted him up to now. <laughs> oh my God. That's yeah, wild. I'm, I'm definitely glad I skipped the Xbox live yeah, yeah i heard like, xbox is especially bad that's true yeah oh yeah. yeah yeah so we do do this thing on the end towards like the end of every episode where we talk <laughs> about um what games we're like currently playing or what tv shows we're currently watching what have y'all been up to what have you been playing or watching recently um for me I was playing Fire Emblem Three Hopes, but then I moved, so I took like a break. I'm gonna start playing that again. I've been playing like a lot of a lot of Tekken recently because of Evo. <laughs> and then as far as shows, I'm in this weird rut where I'm just watching YouTube videos, like YouTube essayists, like constantly. Yeah. <laughs> and like I want to watch stuff, like actual shows. I'm like, oh, I can just turn on another video instead of starting yeah. like committing to a show. So yeah. Any any essayists in particular you want to shout out? Because I, I went on a tirade a few weeks ago just, like, shouting out four video essays back-to-back. Um, the people I like watching, Noah Sampson, um, FD Signifier, and then Khadija and Bo. They're, like, okay. the three people I watch mainly. I'm familiar with a few of those. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I wanted mm-hmm. to ask, I was hoping you would bring up Tekken. Cause like I've been I've been seeing you post on social media a lot about Evo and fighting games and stuff. Um, I haven't touched a Tekken game since like the PlayStation One. I was a big Soul mm-hmm. Calibur guy in like the oh, PS2 era, yeah. PS2, PS3 era. I was like big in the Soul Calibur. Is Tekken Seven like a good place to jump in in the series? Like if I if I haven't touched it in a while, is that like a good place to jump in? Yeah, I mean like it's a good place to jump in. It's pretty cheap because the game literally came out in like 2015 and they haven't been another one since because it was like very successful. Um so I would say it would be a good place to jump in now, but I low key would wait and see if they're going to make another one mm-hmm. before like fully committing to like Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Nice. Nia, what about you? What have you been playing? And Mm. Honestly, I haven't. The last game I remember kind of playing a couple weeks ago was Ori in the Blind Forest. Oh, cool. Um, I, like, didn't expect halfway for it to get difficult and me to be confused on where to go next. But um, I definitely am enjoying. It's a very beautiful game. My goodness. Just, like, the art style, the, the way they built that game, the storytelling, it's amazing. I can see now why everybody gave it like almost game of the year when it came out. I I swear I I don't know if I daydreamed that it got a game of the year, but it might not have. Um, but no, it was I that game is great, and the sequel I haven't played that yet, but it's I bet it's going to be just as good. Um, and then besides that, and my occasional jumping into Breath of the Wild and leaving, and jumping into Breath of the Wild and leaving, um, I have just been mainly reading webtoons. I have not picked up a show, a drama, because usually I'll watch like one or two Korean dramas here and there, or like an anime. Oh, that's a lie. I'm watching, what's that anime? School Babysitters? Oh, yeah. Listen, after Kotaro lives alone and all like the the sad kid, I wouldn't call it the sad kid anime genre of like kids (laughs) being cute, but it's like sad, tragic storylines. Yeah. Breaking of Kings, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Boji, like that, yeah. my son. I raised him with my own two hands. Like, <laughs> but no, like, I school babysitters. It's old, but it's very sad, and that's right up my alley. I'm like, give me something to cry about. Give me, give me peak, and it's great. Hmm. Um, and then webtoons, just webtoons and webtoons and webtoons. Yeah. Huh. Sorry. <laughs> what if, What have you been playing lately? Um, so last night I beat Hollow Knight, but the Ooh. I got I got the bad ending and it was oh. so bad that it like <laughs> you ever play a game that has multiple endings, you get one ending that's mm-hmm. so bad you're like, no 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 no, I gotta start. go back. Yeah, I yeah, gotta yeah. go back. Yeah. 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 And thankfully with Hollow Knight, when you beat a game, if you just like X out and go back in the game, 
it takes you to like the last time you save before you beat it so you can like make a different decision yeah so mm-hmm. i made yeah i just i killed someone you shouldn't have killed and it mm. ended very badly for me because it looked like a boss fight and i was like oh i gotta kill this guy um turns out you shouldn't and so i i just like did some walking around and found a whole new area that i hadn't discovered yet and i think that area has something to do with getting a better ending um, so I've been exploring this new area. It's called the White Palace. It's extremely hard. Oh my god, it's so hard. Mm. So because it's so hard, I'm like, oh, this is how you get the good ending. I'm doing something really hard. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm doing that. That's also a beautiful game. Also uh, in the same genre as Ori. So if you like nice. Ori, I would highly recommend Hollow Knight. Um, just stunningly beautiful visuals. And there's a sequel coming out soon. At some point. Cool. Um, <laughs> So I would recommend that. And then watching shows. So I watched The Bear. Um, It was extremely good. It's a show about a chef who is like a very up and coming chef and his brother who owns a family restaurant back in their hometown, Chicago, uh, dies very unexpectedly. And so he actually moves Mm -hmm. back home to take over his brother's old restaurant. And it's actually, it's, it really accurately depicts what it's like to work in a kitchen. It's mm. like, it makes you feel stressed out. Mm. There's screaming, people accidentally cut themselves with knives. There's, you mm. know, like, too many orders and not enough time and enough staff. And it, it gets into that. Um, and the acting is so, so, so good. So I would mm. highly, highly recommend The Bear. Um, and then after we finish The Bear, we're watching two 90s animes that are just wildly different from each other. We've been on and off re-watching Sailor Moon. Mm, okay. um, well, nice. like, watch a season. I watched it as a kid, but uh, my fiancé hasn't. And so we'll watch a season and then pause and then watch another show and then come back to another season of Sailor Moon. So we're now mm-hmm. in season four. That's like the Pegasus, like, Super S arc. And yet, at the same time, we're also watching Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oh. Oh, oh my gosh, that's very different. <laughs> yeah, very, very different. This is very different. Like, we'll watch this episode of Sailor Moon where it's just about, like, a magical unicorn who helps, like, save Sailor Moon and gives her new powers, and it's very adorable. There's talking cats, and it's just so cute. And then Neon Genesis Evangelion, which is, like, literally just, like, child soldiers. Like, yeah. it's just, like, really horrible yeah. and really sad. And, like, I I watched, like, one episode, and I was talking to Noah and her other friend in the group chat, and I was like, everyone this show needs therapy bad. Like, just you wait, it gets infinitely worse. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm so excited for you to finish Evangelion, because every now and then we'll play something, and I'll be like... This had like some Evangelion vibes, but I can't explain how or why because Tori yeah. hasn't Dude, watched it yet. <laughs> I I've watched three episodes and now I'm like, oh my god, Persona Three! Yeah. All the bosses from Persona Three look like angels from Evangelion. Yeah. Mm. It's like it's not mm. even like a a reference. It's like a copy and paste. Yeah. It's like not even oh, funny. Oh wow, it's wild. <laughs> there's so. some yeah, there's some other elements nice. deeper into some of the Persona games that are that are similar to Evangelion, but I will leave it at that. Like. Uh, I'm excited nice. for you to get further into it and realize how much of like I don't know it, it left such an indelible mark on anime going forward. Like, yeah, it's really it's really interesting, mm-hmm. especially since like you're up on like Attack on Titan and shit like that. Like I think you'll I think you'll be able to see like how you can draw a line from one to the other. Nice. What mm-hmm. about you, Noah? I okay. So I've been for one. Uh, reveling in the fact that my 3DS is not dead, like I talked about last week. Oh, I was, uh, <laughs> For you guys, I, I accidentally, like, bricked my 3DS. Like, it just quit working on me a couple months ago, um, which mm. I should have expected might happen because I did, like, put custom firmware on it and stuff so that I could... Oh, you, like, cus- like jailbroke yeah, it or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> jailbroke it, basically. Yeah, it, and it's, like, the thing they always tell you. They're like, if you jailbreak a 3DS, it might just randomly quit working on you. And it yeah. did. But then it randomly started working for me again. So... I'm loving that. I'm back playing the game of Fire Emblem Awakening that I had started before Ooh. it fucked up on me. So I, I haven't yeah. made like monumental progress in it, but Fire Emblem Awakening is just a, a very good game. Um, that was one. I also played a couple of like card games and mobile type things. I played a couple games of Slay the Spire a couple days ago. Not enough for it to be like, you know, oh my god, I'm really crazy back into Slay the Spire. But just a reminder that it's like one of the best deck building roguelikes out there. I also played a little game on Itch called Shrine of Cards, 
it was something that the creator made for a game jam so it was it was made to be like a self-contained little thing but it's like a super fun little 15 minute card game that has really pretty pixel art and it doesn't make you think as hard as something like a Slay the Spire, but it made me think like just hard enough for me to be like, oh yeah, I want to play a deck building card game. So that was really fun. That was Shrine of Cards, and I'll, I'll link it in the description of the episode. And um, I'm also a little bit back on my Super Auto Pets grind. This game is <laughs> super, it's been, it's been some episodes since I talked about it. Uh, super Auto Pets is a mobile and browser like I, I guess you would call it like an auto battling game kind of. It's about assembling a team of emoji looking animals and each of the animals have like <laughs> special abilities and you don't it's not like real time. It's like you set mm-hmm. up your squad of animals and then the enemy team's squad of animals like ram against each other and they use their abilities and stuff and it's like uh-oh, my fish has two attack and three health, but your gorilla has a, an ability that gives it a shield and it has seven attack. So like that kind of thing. It's like but Yu-Gi-Oh. It, it is sort of like <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh in a way. It, every every round has like a shopping phase where you can like get yeah. new animals, upgrade your animals, and um, like change your team composition out. And then there's a fight phase, and it throws you in against like another user who is like presumably a real person and has created a team. But since the last time I played Super Auto Pest, it's been a few months. They've added in like a shit ton of new animals, so I jump in, and it they've. They've kind of hit a point where they've had to start adding in less recognizable animals, so it's not like <laughs> fish, grasshopper, gorilla, a uh, I don't know, other ladybug stuff like that. Now, now we're getting into like weird birds and weird bugs and shit <laughs> like that, and it's it's pretty funny to be like, oh hell yeah, I got my parrot fish and my uh, I got some bird I had literally never heard of when I was playing it earlier, but it's it's very fun and creating new animals has given them the ability to add like new mechanics in and that kind of thing. Um, it's a really cool game and it's it's made by like a a two person team I believe, and every now and then they'll go on Twitch to show off like the new updates and stuff. But one of the creators will stream with his mom, so it's like him and his mom playing Super Auto Pets together. It's it's really sweet, but um. I think that's I think that's everything I've been playing. I was gonna shout out the K drama I had started watching, but I, I had the opportunity to do that earlier. So mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. everything as far as what we're playing. Um you guys shout out your podcast. Tell tell our listeners about your show and where they can listen to it and what it's all about. Yeah, so we have a podcast like they mentioned in the beginning of the show called Commented C O M M N T D, right? yeah um yeah. <laughs> and so we talk about a variety of things k-drama k-pop um video games anime regular tv shows regular movies just about anything media related um episodes every wednesday and sunday now instead of saturday because tori's doing her master's program so she needs time to edit um and you can find us on all social media platforms at commented we're on spotify apple music and anywhere you can find podcasts so yeah Anything else you guys want to plug or uh, do you do you guys like send people to your personal social medias or do you keep it mostly just the podcast stuff? So for like the podcast, I have like a like a game where I'm like, if you can find my Twitter. Oh, I, I very much don't have hardly any social media i just have like a youtube account which i follow and subscribe to stuff but good for you no, i don't good have for any you. personal damn yeah mad respect I, as yeah. well thanks yeah <laughs> yeah false on tiktok our tiktok is very entertaining i think oh, yeah. tiktok is how i discovered the show actually like oh, TikTok, really? oh nice. yeah tiktok just like feeds me occasionally stuff about podcasts and i've like discovered shows through tiktok and it's really cool so yeah Tori, nice. I know you got brain worms. Where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, I'm on Twitter way too much. <laughs> like, when you guys were talking about, like, oh, people share way too much online now. Like, yeah. I do. I've actually gotten, uh, I have, like, uh, someone from my job said that they tweet too much and that their strategy to avoid oversharing is they'll, like, queue up, like, the tweet, like, about to type it and, like, they're typing it and about to hit the send button. And before they hit the send button, her name is Emily. She goes, Emily, would anyone actually give a shit? And if she can't tangibly answer yes, she deletes the draft <laughs> and doesn't tweet it. And I I did that once today. Um. Anyway, you can find me on Twitter 
<laughs> at Tori <laughs> underscore as underscore always. I'm on Twitter mm-hmm. at Noah underscore Hertz, spelled H-U-R-T-S. The show is on Twitter at press underscore start pod. We are also on wherever you can listen to podcasts, and we would also appreciate it if you enjoy to maybe leave us a review or a rating on your app of preference. Our intro and outro music, as well as our cool sound effects, are from the artist Geist. You can listen to more of their music at noahgeist.bandcamp.com. Our show art is by Kai at Wisp Graphics. Our free-range gaming news is sourced by yours truly and Tori, and I produce the show. And special thank you, producer credit, this episode to my buddy Nathaniel Wilson. I think that pretty much brings us to an end. Thank you so much for coming on the show, you guys. It was a lot of fun. Um, I hope everybody goes and checks out your show to hear you guys rant f- even further about the games you like and about <laughs> anime and all kinds of shit, too. So thanks a lot for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah. And thanks for listening. Bye.